You were listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 146. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. As always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Let's discuss your morning routine. Now, we've been discussing habits over the last couple of weeks, three, I think it is. And one of the things that I've been doing over these last handful of weeks is um, I've been teaching myself to jump rope. Now, not just jumping up and down like you would see most people traditionally do. Like I actually want to get into some of the tricks that jump roping can provide if you practice enough and do it enough, really. I mean, is there really people, oh, I'm practicing jump rope. Well, I mean, you're jumping rope and I'm not a professional, so it's not like I have an event to go to. So I'm just jumping rope. And I follow this woman on social media named Lauren Jumps. And there's a couple other ones. I think Celine Jumps is another one. Um, they put jumps at the end of their name. So clearly that signifies that they're jumpers and I absolutely love watching their stuff because it inspires me to get up and go do my jump roping. And when I first started doing this, I was super fired up and I was doing it every single day. And then I noticed that it started to wane and started to decrease. And then one week I didn't even pick up the jump rope. So I followed my own advice and I would just say, let's just go out and jump rope for a minute. And I did the minute and I would stop and say, okay, you, you get your reward brain. I said, one minute, one minute is done. And I did that for a couple of days. And then the brain was like, okay, this is just not enough. Like, let's just keep going. And then the first time you get tired and you've got to stop to just breathe, we can stop then. And so I noticed I made it like three or four minutes of, you know, jump, you know, where it's instead of just jumping up and down, I'm moving my feet backwards and forwards. I'm moving them side to side. I'm tapping a heel out. I'm trying to do double unders. Um, you know, I, I cross the rope, you know, I do whatever I do. And then as soon as I'm out of breath and that gets to be the end, like, you know, cause that's what I told my brain. All right, let's just get going. Well, at first it was three to four minutes before I was out of breath and had to stop. And the next thing I know, it's four or five minutes. And now I'm able to do 10 to 15 minutes, depending on when my leg workup work, depending on when my leg workout showed up that week, I'm able to do 10, 15 minutes of just straight jumping. Trust me, the rope gets caught on my feet. So I have to restart, but I, I continue to do it. And it only took about a month of that kind of behavior to instill it so that now every single day I'm practicing again, I'm doing for no less than five minutes, oftentimes 15, 20 minutes a day. Now, when I first came across Lauren Jumps, she had talked about how she picked it up during the pandemic and she was practicing for like an hour a day. Not up to that hour of day yet. My feet start to hurt a little bit. My shins start to hurt a little bit. So I let myself stop. Uh, But certainly by just the amount that I've been doing it over the last month, I have noticed huge growth. And now I'm practicing the boxer step, which is bouncing back and forth um, on one foot. Um, If you've ever seen boxers do it, it's like 
effortless. It's just, it's insane how much they can, how long and fast they can seemingly do this for. And so that's what I'm doing now. And so I'm I'm literally taking the information that I'm teaching to you and I'm applying it into my own life. And I'm going to start posting videos up about me doing this jump roping to show other people like this is simply what you have to do. It's all muscle memory and timing and it just takes doing it a lot and doing it for one minute a day eventually will become 30 minutes. And it's super exciting that I'll be able to look back in three, six, nine, 12 months and say, wow, look how much better at this I am. Like this is something fun to do. And it's really fun when you throw on some, some awesome trance music and start to jump to the beat. And of course you can listen to whatever music, you know, floats your boat, but certainly the, what I'm discussing with you is exactly what I do in my own life. I learn, I apply, and I evaluate, and then I apply and evaluate in a loop, and it creates these new desirable habits in me. Um, I was teaching myself to juggle for a little bit there, and I did the same thing. Uh, I can juggle three balls pretty okay, um, but certainly if you've ever wanted to juggle, watch a few videos on YouTube, go stand over your bed so the when the balls fall, which they will a lot, it, you don't have to worry about it bouncing off the ground and going underneath the couch. It just plops down on the bed and it stays right where it falls. Um, this way you can just get right back into the juggling and you can just stand there for 10 minutes and practice juggling. It's fantastic. I mean, I've did it with ukulele. I've done it with juggling, a harmonica. One minute. Just pick it up for one minute and start doing something. And I promise you, it will turn into a habit. So now let's take this over to our morning routine. Morning routines are huge. Everybody's got to get up. Everybody. Everybody has to get up. So what are you doing when you get up? And this is the issue that I have noticed in my own life. That when I don't have something that I immediately know I want to do or quote unquote have to do when I first get up, it can often lead me to not knowing what it is to do. So you get up and you get your cup of coffee and you sit on the couch and you don't really have a plan. So because you don't have a plan, you end up on your phone. Next thing you know, you're checking your corn-based portfolio. You're looking at Robin Hood. You're, at, you're over there on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and an hour and a half has gone by and, you look, and you're like, well, great, I got up, but it wasn't like I did anything. So what is your morning routine? And it could be doing some of those things I just mentioned, but do them with intention. Know that that's what you are planning to do and set the timer and say, okay, I can goof off on TikTok or Reels for the next 30 minutes. But when that's done, what am I going to do next? Am I going to pull out my, my uh, class book? Am I going to open up my computer and check my emails? Am I going to go get showered? Am I going to clean up the kitchen? Am I going to mop the floor? Like, what are you going to do? For me, I love doing physical things as soon as I get up for over 10 years, I worked at this restaurant job in Los Angeles. You know, you've been listening to the show long enough. And one of the coolest things about working that morning shift was, one, I made just as much money as the nighttime people because I was that good at the job. But two, I'd get in there at 6 o'clock. My shift would be done when lunch came in. I'd be out the door by 12, 1230. Then I'd go home. I'd change, go straight to the gym get the gym done. I'd be home by 2.30. I'd have the rest of the day to do podcasts, write my books, write out my speeches, whatever it is I wanted to do for my actual career. 
everybody in Los Angeles has something else they want to be doing other than being a waiter. Um, again, being a waiter was an excellent career option. It allows me to have a job anytime I need a job. At the same time, it's not what I ultimately wanted to be doing with my life. And so going in early in the morning allotted me all this time during the day to do the things I actually wanted to do. And because I worked morning shift, I didn't have to worry about asking off when friends wanted to go out to dinner or I wanted to go on a date. I always knew I had every night off. So I loved the morning shift because of that, what it allowed me during my days. Another great reason I enjoyed it was because I could wake up, put on my work uniform, and be in my car in 15 minutes driving to work. Whereas if you work a night shift job, you wake up whenever, let's just say 8 a.m. and you know you've got to be at work at 4.30. For me, at least, the whole day, I'm just, I'm always got my eye on the clock. Oh, I've got six hours before work, oh, four hours before work. It felt like I, I was counting down to work all the time. And this is what my college experience was like because um, you would work at, you know, 4.30. And so it was always like this looking at, so even when I was on campus, I was like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. I got this class, this class, and I can study a little bit here, but then I got to get on the bus. I got to go home. I got to change. Like it was always looking at the clock at what was going to happen later on. But it was way easier to do it that way in college because there was classes, there was responsibilities. But when you get off in your own normal life, Right, all of a sudden, if you don't work first thing in the morning, and then it's just like, well, I guess I've got free time for the next six hours before I have to go to my shift. What are you doing in the meantime? Now, for those of you in school who wake up with a full class load, you might be like, dude, I got no problem. I wake up, I get showered, I eat a little bit of breakfast, and I'm on campus by 8 a.m. I'm ready to rock out my day. And that's great because you've got that structure. A lot of us, though, won't go through building up that structure. So you might only have classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, early in the morning, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's a night class, right? And maybe you don't have to have a job or you don't work on those days. So then it's, or you do work on those days, but not till 12. So now you're getting up at 8 a.m. And what are you going to do for those next three or so hours to make it productive, your morning routine is humongous. It sets the tone for your day. And I know I just fed you all a ton of examples, but I really want your own mind to be able to step into asking yourself, what are you doing first thing when you wake up? Whether that's 6 a.m. or noon, I don't care when you're getting up. That's your life. You need to figure out whether it's working for you or not. The question you want to ask yourself is, is it working for you? Seriously, look in the mirror and say, is my morning routine working for me? All right, you're getting up in the morning, right? You want to start to slide into this new wanted place of getting things done, being feeling productive, whatever this positive emotion is that you're wanting. So what new habit can you slide into place, right? You add habits one at a time. You add steps one at a time, not 15 at once had a client call me up at the beginning of the year and he's, you know, 75 pounds overweight, all of these things about his life he wanted to change. And he rattles off this list. I'm going to start to, I'm going to start walking 10,000 steps and I'm going to do my row machine and I'm going to get on my bicycle and I'm going to start eating uh, keto. I might even go vegan. Uh, I'm going to cut out all the sugar. I'm going to stop drinking so much coffee. Uh, I mean, just the list was so long. And I was like, please just pick one of those things and do it for a minute. 
Just do just do one of those things for a minute. By the end of the call, he's like, I'm telling Jesse, I got this. I, I know I can do this. A week later, did it for one day. Didn't even get all the things on his list done. And it was like, that's just too much. I don't want to do it. Ultimately, I got him to start to slide into this one minute a day thing. And it took a lot of questions. It took a lot of time. But there is, because he's type A, he thought, no, I will just instill all these new habits. And if I can't do them, that means I'm weak-willed. That just means I'm behaving like a loser. And so he started tearing himself up. Beating yourself up is not going to actually motivate you to do things better. I know we think it will. Because somewhere in our lives, when our parents chastised us, the teacher talked down to us, there was a bunch of red ink on our test when we got it back, we, we got it into our head. It's like, well, if I feel shitty about something, then in order for me to work harder, clearly I needed to feel crappy about myself. Apologize for the SH word there. I realize I'm, I've got some younger listeners out there. Sometimes I drop the, some profanity. Point being... That's a habit I break myself from on this show, my sobriety to recovery show. I do not care about the profanity I use there because that is a different forum. So when we talk about the habits that we are creating for ourselves, we want to be instilling them one at a time. You try to add in a ton And you're not going to be able to accomplish all of them. And if you can't accomplish all of them, but yet you've set your, you've set your whole reward of feeling good about yourself upon doing all of these habits in one given day, then you're going to miss one or two. You're not going to feel great. You're going to start to chastise yourself. You're going to start to beat yourself up again, learned behavior from parents and teachers and bosses and, and other friends and students and people of that nature. So now you're beating yourself up in your head, which you think is going to motivate you, but it doesn't really motivate you to want to continue with the habit. It does motivate you to stop it all together because if you can't accomplish it, then the next best thing is to not even try it because then you don't have anything to beat yourself up about. And that is not going to lead you to the life and the lifestyle that you desire. Right? It's, it's, I mean, I, trust me, it would be so super dope to be able to go back to being 10 years old where all I had to do on any given day was go to class, right? School wasn't that difficult for me. So especially, you know, before college, you know, just show up to school, listen, get some good grades, go home, do a little bit of chores, do a little homework, and get to play video games for three, four hours a night, have somebody make me food every single night, pay all the bills, keep me under a nice roof. Yeah, I'd have to occasionally mow the lawn or, you know, scoop chicken poop out of the coop or go feed the pigs. But, I mean, overall, it's a pretty sweet little life. Now we're adults. Now we got to take care of ourselves. There's things that you're going to want to do in order to have a nice home, in order to have nice things. And these are all habits. But if you start trying to build up a bunch of them at once and then beat yourself up, you're just going to stop trying. And you might think, nah, Jesse, that's not me. I don't just quit things. Okay, I'd like you to sit down and I'd like you to sincerely ask yourself, what are some things that you were super excited about doing that eventually just seemed seemingly faded away? Those are the things 
that you wanted. And you might have justified to yourself why you let them go, but nonetheless, you were hyped about them at one point. And if you didn't play it all the way through to the credits and try your hardest and really put in, and really seek to turn that behavior into a habit, did you really experience it at its fullest? And one of the best ways to start experiencing new things at their fullest is by making the process of doing them part of your morning routine. Do you want to practice the guitar? Do you want to start learning how to cook? Do you want to keep a cleaner house? Do you want to be more active? Do you want to have uh, more heartfelt communication opportunities with members of your family? Then make that part of your morning routine. Get up and call your parents. Get up and call your boyfriend or girlfriend. Get up and go outside and walk 3,000 steps. Takes about 10 minutes to walk a thousand steps at just a gentle pace. So it takes about an hour and 40 minutes to walk 10,000 steps in a day. Now, a lot of those steps will happen just from going to work or um, being on campus. But you could just go outside and walk around your apartment complex for 15, 20 minutes. And next thing you know, you've knocked out 2,000 steps. Yeah, some people in the complex might think you're the weirdo who walks around in circles. I certainly have been looked at upon that way, but I don't care because I'm staying fit, I'm staying healthy, and I'm creating a life and a lifestyle that I desire. Somebody else wants to look at me like I'm the weirdo who walks around in circles. Have fun with that. Meanwhile, one day I'm going to be 75 years old and I'm still going to be able to run upstairs. I know at 18 or 22, 75 seems super far away, but it's not. 30 is right around the corner. So what is your morning routine? Because your morning routine does set the tone for the entire day. And I'm not saying you can't get up and go lay on the couch, just simply move your laying down body from the, from the bed to the couch and watch some television if that's what you want your morning routine to be. But what are you doing when you get up from that couch? Are you getting up at 8, lay on the couch, watch a little TV at 9 o'clock, get up, make a little bit of breakfast, get yourself ready, then you're on the bus, and next thing you know, you're at school for class at 10.30? Okay, if that works for you. If it's working for you, then work it. But if there's any part of that that's not working for you, where you feel like you're not achieving the things you want in your life, look no further than your morning routine. I remember when I was really young, this is back when Nintendo and stuff first came out. We were living on Sargent Road, so it would have been in 84 to 87-ish. I remember I would go to school and I'd be thinking about Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and all these video games on the original 4-bit Nintendo. Um, Right, was 4-bit or was it 8-bit? It doesn't matter. Anyways, the OG Nintendo. And I'd be thinking about Nintendo the whole time I was at school. So what I started doing was getting up an hour before I was supposed to get up and start getting ready for school. I would get up an hour earlier so I could play video games. So then while I was at school, I wasn't thinking about video games because I had already gotten some video game time in the morning. So now it wasn't consuming my brain. And again, I was like you know, in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So my brain didn't have many things to be consumed with. So video games was had no problem filling that void. So I just started getting up earlier. It became part of my morning routine uh, throughout most of my fourth and fifth grade years, I remember getting up super early and then dad would come down to wake me up and I'd be sitting there playing Nintendo. After a while, he realized he didn't even have to wake me up anymore. He could just call down and be like, hey, you know, it's time to get ready. But I already knew it. 
at 5.30 to 6.30, that's when I played video games. Then I'd get ready and I'd be at school by 7.15. That was the morning routine I chose as a child in order to enjoy some video games, but also be able to go to school and not have my mind consumed with them. So you, again, some people might say, well, that's a horrible morning routine for a child, but it worked for me. I got straight A's in school. I didn't have to worry about going there and thinking about video games because I'd already gotten some playing time in. So part of your morning routine could be doing something like that if it's working for you. Somebody else can't necessarily dictate whether it's working for you or not. Now, if you play the video games and you go to school and you're still getting crappy grades, then you might want to reevaluate what time you're going to bed in order to get enough sleep to be awake the next day to be functioning at a high enough level to get good grades. But there's a lot of things that play into the grade process as well being att- attentive in the morning, taking good notes, asking you know questions whenever you're unclear about things. All right? And when you instill morning routine into your life, it prepares you to question your behaviors the entire day. Because you can start looking at thing, everything under the umbrella of, well, what is my morning routine? You know, I know a lot of people who get up and they meditate for an hour and they eat a really good breakfast and they do all this stuff and their morning routine's like two and a half hours. That's a long ass morning routine as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to do that kind of morning routine, but if it works for them and for some people it works for them, other people, they get done with their morning routine and they're like, well, okay, now what do I do? I don't know. Make some money. <laughs> you got to pay bills and nobody's getting paid to meditate. Um, you know, well, okay. Some people get paid to meditate, but most people don't. So that's great that you have a two and a half hour morning routine. What are you doing as soon as your morning routine is done? And is the length of your morning routine really just procrastinating what you really could be focusing on? Or at least what you think you need to be focusing on. So be mindful of that too. Are you hitting snooze too many times in the morning? So now you're rushing around and you're running late. How much did that extra 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of sleep really provide you? And if you already know you're, wanting, you're going to want an extra 20 minutes or an hour of sleep, stop setting your alarm so early. Well, my first class is until 11, but by God, I'm going to get up at 7 o'clock because I'm going to feel responsible. And then you hit snooze till 9. So now you've laid around in bed for two hours and you haven't even gotten good sleep out of it. Just commit to sleeping till 9 and then waking up and, and going. Yeah, I, I, I drink, you know, a good liter of water as soon as I wake up, and I definitely make a cup of coffee within the first five minutes, but I'm ready to go. If that means getting some steps, sitting in front of the computer and, and, and you know, checking in with my podcast, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm ready to go. I have trained myself over years to hit the ground running as soon as I wake up. I don't got to sit there on the couch and stare off into space for 20 minutes or stare at my phone and drool on myself for 30 minutes. I wake up, I drink some water, I grab a cup of coffee, and I go. This way, if I want to sleep in a little bit more, right, but I don't have any responsibilities till 9 a.m., I can sleep in till 8.45 and I'm ready to go. I've literally jumped on the microphone and interviewed somebody or taken an important phone call and I've only been awake for 15 minutes. But it works for me because I've trained myself to do that. So your morning routine has to be based on your abilities to function at the level you want to be functioning at and being able to pull it off consistently. And see, it's not just kids. You know, I use kids with air quotes here because at 46 years old, I don't, I, I can, I, I will label some people as kids, even if they're like 27 years old. <laughs> oh, you kids. But honestly, I, I say that without there being any kind of negative stigma attached to it. But adults do this stuff too. 
it's hilarious to me how many adults will chastise the youth and say, you stare at your phone too much, you sleep in too much. But then I catch them staring at their phone a ton. And while they might go to bed at nine o'clock and get up at five in the morning, they're not doing anything of any kind of merit first thing in the morning. You know, they'll get up and they'll read a magazine or they'll go sit outside and have some coffee and stare out into the distance. And again, if that's what they want to do, then please, by all means, do it. But don't sit here and question somebody else's productivity level because they sleep in till 10 when you didn't really accomplish a whole lot of much between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., but you were awake. Well, if being awake was all it took to succeed, we would all be successful because most of us are awake for at least half the day. So it's not just the youth who's, who is wasting away their mornings because they don't have a pre-planned routine. Adults do it too. So what is it you want to start to do? Do you want to stretch? Do you want to drink more water? Do you want to brush your teeth? Do you want to limit how much you eat in the morning so you have more calories for later on that day? So you could wake up and exercise. You could read, watch the news, although I would highly recommend you to stop watching the news. Fear-mongering at its best, you will do what you do. Right? You could work on a personal project. You could plan your morning uh, the night before so that you, when you wake up, you're ready to go. And I definitely do this. I know the first couple of things I'm going to do every single day I wake up. There's no question. Because if I don't, then I end up over in Gmail cleaning out my email box for an hour when there was a better time to do that. I don't... I'm not obsessed with having a zero inbox. If you really want an inbox zero, just select all and delete. If it was really that important, it'll reach out again. Make sure you're setting your goal or your intention for the day. Is your intention for the day to be on time to every single one of your classes? Then be forward positive with that goal. Show up to class five minutes early. Show up to class 30 minutes early and read over your notes from the week before. Right? Set a goal for the day. I'm going to be attentive in class. I'm going to ask three questions in class. I'm going to help three customers at my job with a smile on my face. Set a goal. Make an intention for your day. And then talk about that to yourself, with yourself, as part of your morning routine. All right? I don't eat breakfast. I intermittent fast. The food does not touch my belly till sometime between 12 and 2. That's just the way I, I, that's a habit for me now. I like it, right? It allows me to have more calories to eat throughout the day. Um, I don't have any energy level drop off from the morning until the first time I eat. If anything, eating causes me to slog down a little bit. Most of the time when you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty. Drink an eight ounce glass of water. Give your body about 10 minutes, 15 minutes to metabolize that water and see how you feel. Oftentimes we start to graze and eat silly little food items because we think we're hungry when really it's, we hear the oh, stomach growled. We hear the stomach growl, so it's got to be hungry. Well, stomach growls whenever there's nothing in it and it's, it's, and it's just sitting there with all these stomach fluids looking for something to do. You could do something with water too. I love drinking water, gallon a day. Take some time to reflect upon what it is that you did yesterday what it is you want to accomplish today to create the life you want for tomorrow. Your morning routine is huge. Right, Brushing your teeth, taking a shower, doing some yoga, stretching, drinking some water, cleaning the, the dishes out of your kitchen sink, taking out the garbage, unloading the dishwasher, calling your parents, calling your loved ones, calling your boyfriend, girlfriend, going over your notes the night before. These are just 10 I could throw off the top of my head. You get to decide what your morning routine is. 
you also get to decide if you even have one. And I hope after this episode, I have influenced you enough to know that you want to have a morning routine. Even if it's just get out of bed, go lay on the couch and watch TV for an hour. At least you know that's what you told yourself you were going to be doing. Then you get to release guilt. And one of the coolest things about having a plan for your morning, your afternoon, your evening, is if you tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to watch this TV show. And this is what I'm going to do for the next hour. And when that's done, then I'll go to campus and study. Or then I'll go and do this one activity. And then while you're enjoying the show, you don't have to be looking at your watch. You don't have to be stressed out that you should be doing something else because this is what you committed to yourself to do. And if you feel guilt around that, then that is your body and your mind telling you this is not what you actually should be doing. And it's in those moments you can say, okay, what is it I could be doing right now in order to achieve the things I want to in life? And then get up and go do them, even if it's just for one minute today. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. See you next week. Bye-bye.